The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. In an era of online retail where everything is just a few clicks away, buying a car should be no different. That's why at Carvana, you can buy a car 100% online. We made it easy to browse, view, and buy from over 10,000 cars. You can even trade in your old car, all while binge-watching your favorite TV show. Afterwards, we'll deliver your car to you. Or you can pick it up from one of our car vending machines. Either way, your car comes with a seven-day return policy. So grab a seat, relax in your comfy pants, and enjoy the new way to buy a car at Carvana. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Happy Sunday morning, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of Collider Milk Bag. Yeah, don't adjust your computer. You can't believe it. The Outlaw and the Urban Gladiator are together doing an episode of this show. I am your host, John Roga. Thanks, everybody, for joining and watching us or listening to us on the podcast. There, uh, Jay Washington, welcome to Collider Thank Mailbag. Thank you for having me, man. First of all, congratulations on being... Host a mailbag. Oh, thank you. You know, you, you work hard enough and you deserve it. Thank it is you. a rarity to see the both of us together in a capacity like this, not yelling at each other. We're not going at each other. Uh, but also, that's why I wear this dope-ass cat shirt. Oh! See, big I Papa. Like, oh, Big Papa Paul? Yeah, Big Paul Paul. Big Paul Paul. I yeah, like it. Yeah, my cat has a Coogee sweater on and with this Biggie crown. He's got the 90s. got that 90s sweater. Is that a Biggie sweater he's got yes, on Yes, yeah, the Coogee nice. sweater. Yeah, the Coogee sweater. sweater. Yeah, it. but no, I'm glad to be here, man. I, I love what you guys do with this. So to be on here is a blast and an honor for me. So. Oh, honor for me to have you, man. I, asked, uh, I wanted to make sure you could get, be on one of these new episodes that I'm doing, so I'm glad you could find the time, Jay. And uh, you guys, listen, I, I, pick, I hope I picked some great questions. It feels like I picked some great questions. I love when you all send the stuff to you and send in. It's always fun to pick the ones that are going to spark the most conversation. I picked some ones that I felt would really be good for Jay, and Jay picked five of the best ones that he enjoyed out of that crew of uh, oh, that slew of questions I sent him. So we're going to jump into this thing now. And remember, if you want to send questions to us, when we put the call out on social media, on Twitter and on Instagram, look for that uh, call out and put the hashtag Collider Mailbag on your question. It makes it easier for me to find. Or if you just want to email us anytime you want, mailbag at collider.com. Say you're sitting around the house on a Saturday afternoon watch the movie like hey i'd like to know what the mailbag people think about this (laughs) send it right in mailbag at collider.com those are uh, always fun to read from you all okay let's start this thing off with a question from a twitter follower of ours madison underscore j underscore 415 writes hey guys hope you are having a great day well thank you madison my question is why do you think there is so much hate for captain marvel before the movie has even come out i get people not enjoying the trailers or thinking it's just not for them but i have definitely seen people outright saying how they want it to fail and just how much they hate it. I don't remember this much toxicity before Wonder Woman came out. I'm having a few, I have a few ideas, but I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Jay Washington, what do you say to this? Well, 
we did see a little bit with Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. just a little, it, yeah. but it wasn't to this level. And I think that's because we didn't get it at that level with Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. The reason being, some people may have a personal problem with Brie Larson as an actor, mm-hmm. first and foremost. Everybody's like, oh, well, they should have did this and they should have did that. And now people are trying to throw up the whole, well, they should have went with the Monica Rambeau route. And like, look, Marvel Studios has a plan. They're introducing Monica through introducing Maria. Right. So I think that. But also... You saw this with Wonder Woman. You saw this with Black Panther. Mm-hmm. These certain, what people are calling niche films, yeah. niche superhero films, draw out the worst of people. Mm-hmm. You know, people saying, oh, it's overhype, it's going to fail. Look, people said Black Panther was going to bomb. Yeah, $700 million later, it and, didn't bomb. And, a, and a Best Picture nomination. Best Picture nomination. Yeah. People said Wonder Woman would bomb, mm-hmm. and we saw what that did. Marvel has proven that though critics people may be critics of the film and may not like it the box office numbers still support it yeah so no matter what it's going to make marvel movie money Mm -hmm. you know i just think people want to hate on something just for the fact it's not the status quo it's not the normal Mm -hmm. it's gotten ridiculous to be quite honest like if there's a good product and a project that they can put out let them do it yeah if you haven't seen the film shut up Mm. Because a lot of people hate trailers and then, like, see the movie and, like, well, I'll be damned. Yeah. And so you can't have a really informed opinion from just a trailer. We can't do that. Right. Yeah, we can only offer our thoughts on what we're seeing oh, in the what trailer. we see. Right. Because we would be discredited completely if we just went out and was like, yo, I think this is going to be horrible. I'm going to hate it. And haven't even seen anything but a 30-second trailer. Right, right. You know, no one would listen to anything we have to say anymore regarding any television shows, films, or whatnot. So I think people have to calm down. <laughs> if you see the movie, go in with an open eye. Go in non-biased. Because mm-hmm. some people will go into this movie now wanting to hate it. Yeah, I, I find that quizzical, too, myself. I, I get, if you don't like the trailer i get if you don't like brie larson as captain Mar- you're you have every right not to like an actress or not to like a character or not to like the look of how they're doing a movie it's when you take it that extra level where you champion something failing when you're encouraging something to fail i think that's where the in that's where to me it becomes uh, there's the break in logic for me because i'm like why are you so why are you so excited to encourage something to fail don't you do something in your life that you like put a lot of time and commitment to and effort in all these people who make these movies they spend a lot of time and effort in trying to create these films can you criticize them afterwards after you watch the movie absolutely but before the movie comes out i think jay's right what are you talking about and you could have legitimate concerns there's nothing wrong with that right. i think it's when you take it too far jay absolutely. and you start to have the personal attacks you start to gleefully make fun of it in a way that's uh, that's ugly and there was backlash for wonder woman absolutely I, there were you know there was a lot of drama around that there were people who didn't like it. Like, I didn't like Gal Gadot in BBS, and I was worried about how Wonder Woman was going to come off, uh, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. But I never said, Jesus, I hope this movie stinks. I hope this movie fails. That's where I think the line, well, you go too far. Yeah, absolutely. I So I my backlash to Gal Gadot was when she was cast originally. Because mm-hmm. I was like, wait, the woman from the Fast and the Furious right, movies right, is right. Wonder Woman? Are you serious? And then I saw BBS And to me personally, Mm -hmm. this is me, she was the best part of the film. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, they're giving her her solo film. Let's see what they're doing. Oh, they've attached Patty Jenkins as a director. Right. I'm more inclined to see this. Now we're getting the looks. Now we hear the Connie Nielsen, Robin Wright, mm-hmm. all these people are being added to the cast, Chris Pine. I'm like, oh, this is drawing my intrigue even more. Right. But still, I have to see the film 
before I make an, a completely fully informed judgment decision. Exactly. And so people should do that. It, there's a lot. I know there's this whole mysticism, this criticism or whatever about how Hollywood is just trying to pump its own self up and whatnot. But you forget, besides the actors and directors, like you said, there is an entire crew. Yeah. People who make their livelihood, the lights that you see around, the camera setup, the sound, the art decoration, the costumes, everything is somebody's livelihood and they don't get the glory mm-hmm. and the praise that the actors and the directors do. Yeah. So when you're criticizing the the character playing a, a, a person playing the character, excuse me, you're criticizing everything and everybody who you are belittling from the top to the bottom. Right, right. And they, just because they play their categories during the commercials of the Oscars doesn't mean they don't have value. Oh, man, <laughs> not at all. They deserve all the praise. That's right. Let's move on to our next one there, Jay. What do we all got? All right. Terry Vance, from this is from an email. Terry Vance writes, Hello, Collider Crew. If Coming to America is successful both commercially and critically, do you think we will see a rebirth of Eddie Murphy's film career? Besides Coming to America 2, Eddie Murphy's upcoming projects include Dolomite is My Name, Triplets, Beverly Hills Cop 4, and an untitled Marion Barry biopic with Spike Lee. Although I am a huge fan of Eddie Murphy, all of these projects sound risky, and he has not had a successful track record in recent memory. I would love to hear your thoughts. Well, first off, thank you, Terry, for your email. Mm-hmm. This is a dope one, mm-hmm. and I- I'm glad this was asked. Uh, there is a lot of concern about coming to America too. That was when it was first announced, right? Because it has been over almost thirty years. Mm-hmm been almost 30 years for the film and you're like wait people who would see the original now would i hate to say it be offended Mm -hmm. because of a lot of things they saw right different time frame different mindscape but i think eddie is already on a resurgence i think the fact dolomite is my name is the one people are going to be really shocked about Mm -hmm. i think the failures so to speak that eddie has had in films are because he went the more family friendly route and i don't I don't fault him for that because mm-hmm. that is a giant market to go into. Yep. You know, the Dr. Do- first Dr. Doolittle was, t- excuse me, Dr. Doolittle was great. Mm-hmm. The second one was okay. It was okay. Daddy Daycare was like, okay, I see what you're doing. Because then, remember, Eddie is Donkey and Shrek. Now. Right. Exactly. So you have to keep this certain image mm-hmm. to maintain with Donkey. I don't think that we should really be worried. I think we should trust it. I trust Coming to America, too, because it is both Eddie and Arsenio. Yeah. That that gives me comfort. And I know Arsenio, and I, I've hung around Eddie once or twice. I don't think they would attach themselves to a, pro- a project just for legacy sakes. Mm-hmm. I think they would attach themselves to a project that they knew had a big impact on their careers. It is still revered to this day. Many things from that movie are constantly quoted and mm-hmm. done. I don't think it should be a worry. I think what Eddie is signing on to, there are certain projects. Yeah, Beverly Hills Cop 4. I trust him, and we got to see. Yeah. Um, to me, I look at this question and I go, the resurgence of Eddie film, Eddie Murphy's film career is an interesting topic. Me, I'd rather see the resurgence of Eddie films, Eddie Murphy's stand-up career. That would be more for me. <laughs> Just the five minutes we saw when he was winning that uh, award for the Kennedy Center, making the jokes that he made, uh, uh, you know, it was incredible to see that he still got the chops, you know. And you hear other black comedians talk about hanging out with Eddie and they say, Eddie is still better than all of them. Just, even, off, and just he, off talking. Just off conversation, mm-hmm. you know. So, and you're right. This, Jay makes great points. Eddie saw this opening in the more family-friendly angle, saw that there's potential for more money. Eddie's always been a smart businessman, yes. and he's always gone to where he thought he could make the most money, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Now, you look at these uh, uh, selections, and TJ, I hear what you're saying. Yes, it's risky, but what else would you want from an artist than to take risks? Absolutely. And, and, and it, isn't, it isn't like Eddie 
Eddie hasn't come back from multiple losses mm. or losses in the box office, he has always found a way to bounce back, whether it's Shrek or other than Mushu or other things. Uh, even his fantastic term in Dreamgirls, which he should have yes. won the Oscar for, Eddie can Eddie can act. So he wants to challenge himself, wants to explore these things. Him and Spike Lee working together on a film is exciting to me. Seeing <laughs> off of Black Klansman, what mm-hmm. Eddie was, uh, what a, a Spike was able to do with Jordan Peele backing him. I wonder how that works out. But either way, when you look at these, yes, could they all fail? Could it all fall apart? Could it all be terrible? Sure, but. If he shows, if he gets an Oscar nomination, if he gets a successful two of these hit, then Eddie is back big time, and the public's taste for Eddie never goes away because people rediscover Beverly Hills Cop all the time, 48 Hours all the time, Coming Mm -hmm. to America all the time. They see all his best hits, so he stays in the public consciousness because of that. I think Dolomite is my name is going to say a lot because a lot of the Mm. casting announcements we've already seen, and I'll just bring up three off jump. Eddie Murphy, Mike Epps, Wesley Snipes. Oh, that's good. Just those three alone. Mm to play characters in honor of a great 70s black icon, a great comedian in Rudy Ray Moore. Yeah. To bring this story to life, this is going to be Eddie in prime Eddie form. This isn't Eddie holding back. Right. In order to play Rudy Ray Moore, you got to be the Eddie of old. Yeah. You've got to tap into that. And to say he wouldn't or he couldn't do it is impossible. As far as stand-up, he said he don't want to go through the process, which I don't blame him because Eddie knows he has to bomb. Yeah. Eddie knows he has to bomb to do stand-up again. He hasn't done it in God knows how long. For him giving an award, five minutes, everybody's waiting to hear Eddie Mm. Murphy say something hilarious. Eddie goes up on a stage, and he hasn't been in that mood and that groove in a while. It's a whole different ballgame. But I believe in Eddie Murphy's career. I believe this is going to shift back to the Eddie Murphy of old. While we'll still get Shrek every now and then, Mm -hmm. the Shrek Eddie, the donkey every now and then. But Eddie will go back to his roots. The Marion Barry biopic with Spike Lee has... Greatness written all over mm-hmm. it because if you know Marion Barry's story, you can see Eddie playing it out. Right. To have Spike be this director, what more can you ask for? Yeah, I've never bombed on a stand-up stage, so I don't know what that's like. I'm just joking. All right, let's move on to our next email. <laughs> hey, you're still new and you're trying, and I give you credit for that. <laughs> trying is all I'm doing. That's for damn sure. <laughs> all right, this next question is from an email from Joel Hammond. He writes, "Why is it that comic book movies overall are able to do so well, while video game movies continue to bomb, except for an exception or two? What makes these two film genres so different when it comes to the final product?" Jay, what do you think? Oh, that's easy. The different uh, the storylines. Mm-hmm. Video games have a certain storyline that doesn't translate well to film. Okay, I'll go back to one of the most famous ones: Super Mario Brothers. Oh. It is hard to take Ooh, the that story. Movie. It, brutal. Yeah, it is hard to take the story of two plumber brothers from New York who fall down a sewer drain to save a mystical princess from a talking. Dragon turtle. <laughs> oh, yeah, because that's what he was like a dragon turtle. Yeah. With kids and have little mushroom type things trying to chase you and kill you. Because remember, the Goombas looked horrible. Yeah. So it, something like that, even though everyone loves Super Mario Brothers, mm-hmm. everyone loves that game. The Tomb Raider story, it's different because I think because of the actor you have playing Laura Croft mm-hmm. helps bring a lot to the box office. I'm just going to be honest. You had Angelina Jolie, and now you had Alicia Vikander. Yeah. So they're going to generate a, a buzz alone. But the story is the stories of what video games are. I could talk about Rampage all day. Do you know what Rampage's original story is? It's just three monsters tearing down buildings. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's literally, that's all it is. The game is just three monsters telling, mm-hmm. tearing down buildings. And now you have to add an element of, okay, well, one is a, a friendly gorilla in a zoo. Mm-hmm. The next one is some wild, the next two are wild animals mm-hmm. that got hit with stuff. And now we got to have The Rock because we have to have The Rock. <laughs> and then we get Jeffrey Dean Morgan playing Negan for some reason. Yeah. That was the same performance. But <laughs> you have to try to add stuff that doesn't equate to the game. Mm-hmm. So that's my that's kind of my thoughts. That's a that. great point you bring up, Jay. The storylines within video games aren't always necessarily as strong as the storylines within comic books mm-hmm. and the multiple iterations that we've seen of storylines within the comic books for these characters. There's more to draw from. And these characters are based in reality, which video games are based in heightened reality yes. with some, well, reality, heightened stuff there. So you ask yourself, well, can it work? Look at Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph is essentially a video game movie. Yes, it's not based on an actual video game, but it's an essentially a video game movie yeah. both the first one and the second one so it gives you like a blueprint of what could possibly work if you were to explore something on the super mario brothers side but that being said stuff like um what's the adventure one that's going un- uncharted oh, uncharted yeah. has a great indiana jones vibe to it there's rumors about it becoming a live action film that's a story you can tell villains what have you yeah assassin's creed fell apart mostly because they ignored what was already a very rich story mm-hmm. and tried to create something completely weird and different with the time job, all that kind of stuff, just didn't quite work. Warcraft so, as well. Yeah, Warcraft as well. Duncan Jones did a decent job directing that film, but something was missing mm-hmm. from it. So I think it's going to take, it's the progression of things now. Video games are getting more and more cinematic. Yes. With their storylines, with their uh, scenes that they shoot. I mean, people talk about Red Dead all the time, about how that is essentially one of the greatest westerns ever. So you go, uh, and so I see this happening in the video game world, and I think it's only a matter of time. I got before another, uh, it becomes I have days another become video game that its first movie was successful. Mm-hmm. Its follow up was a bomb. Mortal Kombat. All oh, right, yeah. They was, took uh, Mortal Kombat. The original, the first movie yeah. was done well. Right. You know, you took this tournament. You gave the element of what the tournament is supposed mm-hmm. to be, how it plays out. The, the hard thing is to explain how is rating a god. Well, it is, and you understand what the movie is supposed to be. Right. Scorpion and Sub Zero. They work. Yep. They worked. The tournament worked. Everything that it was doing, when it came to Mortal Kombat Annihilation, they were like, listen, we're going to put everything from two, three, and whatever's coming up in one film, and you can't do that. You run the risk of convoluting the project. But you do have comic books that have these, like you said, a rich history. Captain Marvel has had various runs, various iterations. Batman, Superman, Black Panther, the Avengers. Again, Iron Man, think about it. Iron Man was not supposed to work. Right. Yeah. Was not supposed to work. Mm-hmm. So everyone can say all these movies are go go out with a lot of hype. Iron Man was it wasn't supposed to wasn't supposed to work. Excuse me. It mm-hmm. had a C level Marvel character right. with an actor who nobody really wanted to trust at the time. Right. And so you have a director who sees the vision, who's like, okay, this is the story we'll do. This is the way we'll do it. I trust the person I've cast as the lead. Mm -hmm. And then it all flows together. Video games, it's a very slippery slope, and that's why. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we'll see as this goes along. But I think both Jay and I think there's certainly a possibility going forward that they figure this thing out and we get now a separate genre of good video game movies. There are possibilities. I just hope they don't try to, with video games, try to keep everything video game-ish. You're right. Because that's what works for comic book movies. Right. They allow themselves to separate a bit from the the source material. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important. you got to put some kind of vulnerability and heart 
in your films to make them work on the video game level side. All right, Jay, what's our next question? All right, this one is from Instagram, and it's from King Skyfall 96 And King Skyfall 96 writes, Hey, Collider Video, loving all the creative content. Question, with Bloomhouse producing films such as My Movie, Happy Death Day to You, Us, Glass, etc., is there any room for a Scream reboot in 2021? Basically, the idea being Game Night meets The Strangers. Thank you, hashtag Collider Mailbag. Hmm. I'll let you go first. Okay. Uh, here's the thing that I would say about that. I think that would be absolutely possible. Why not? Blumhouse has shown that they are slowly building and building as a studio for horror, a go-to studio for horror, multiple types of horror yes. as well. You mentioned in this question, you mentioned Us, which is completely different from Happy Death Day to You, which is completely different from Glass, which is completely different from Mob uh-huh. Movie with uh, Octavia Spencer. So you uh, you look at these different types of like approach to horror, and then you go, oh, Scream, why not? Blumhouse can absolutely do that. Reboot it, start it all over again. I know Perry's more a fan of rebooting Final Destination, but Scream is a quiet favorite in this office, so to see that going forward I'm under the Blumhouse... I'm for Final Destination. <laughs> you see, there you go. For, I mean, I, I, but I agree with you. Yeah, under the Blumhouse umbrella, I would have a lot of faith in a Scream reboot, and how many of those actors and actresses are still working today that you could have slide mm-hmm. into smaller parts or smaller roles that still connect to the overall universe of the screen movies. Yeah, it's not hard to get Nev Campbell as a cameo. It's not hard to get uh, Courtney Cox Arquette right. or Courtney Cox, if she's just using her name again, as a cameo. Yeah. It's not hard to get David Arquette as a cameo. Sure. So you can bring all these different elements in. Blumhouse is the new New Line Cinema. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great point. Yes, It's absolutely. the new New Line Cinema. Yeah. For those who don't know what I'm talking about, New Line Cinema gave you, uh, fr- gave you freaking Jason, yeah. gave you Freddy in the movies. Mm-hmm. They gave you a lot of different horror films, and now Blumhouse has taken up that mantle and they've done it well. They've never pushed the just being gross and gory uh, horror. Mm -hmm. They make sure the horror when it plays, it plays. If there's needed violence, it's needed and it works. Mm -hmm. I believe I trust them with, man, look, there's a very underrated film the Belko Experiment. I believe Blumhouse oh, yeah. did that too. Mm-hmm. If you have not seen the Belko Experiment, James Gunn produced it. It is basically Office Space meets Battle Royale. <laughs> it is hilarious. It, I, if you like dark humor, mm-hmm. it's dark, hilarious. It's also gory, but it works. Mm-hmm. The story works. So, and it has potential to go with multiple sequels. I can see Blumhouse doing that with Scream and not forcing sequels. Yeah, like you'd be like, oh, this could end completely, and then all of a sudden you're like. Oh, they're going to do another one. Right. And so you trust this studio. I believe it can be done. Yeah, and that studio will attract the, the, the best uh, of the writers, directors, producers in the horror game to tackle Scream. Because how many of those grew up on the Scream mm-hmm. franchise and love the Scream franchise and would love to put their own personal bent on it to bring it back and soft reboot it? They would love to. So a, a studio's already, Blum has already established themselves as a go-to. Then you add in the fact that other people see them as that, who have talent, who, who have a, a new approach to things, uh, they would be attracted to come on and try it under the Blumhouse window. Also, so I, we, we can't forget right. the whole idea of Game, game Night Meets yeah, the Strangers. That's great. Do you understand how dope that it Game Night was amazing. <laughs> the Very first funny. Strangers was phenomenal. Yeah. You put those two concepts together, yo, first of all, uh, King Skyfall 96, 
you came up with an amazing idea. Mm-hmm. When they make this film this way, I hope they give you all the credit for it. Because <laughs> yeah. this concept is so dope. Maybe Jason's watching uh, this, uh, this uh, Hopefully, mailbag. Hopefully, Jason, if you're watching, follow me on Twitter. There you go. There you go. <laughs> all right, our last question to wrap this up today is from Instagram. It's uh, Master of Underscore The House. Writes, hey, Collider Crew, in the wake of Aquaman's success, uh, WB has released a statement saying they will focus on characters' independent stories in the DCEU. But we also have a first look at Birds of Prey. Do you think this will be the last shared universe movie we see for a while from the DCEU? Thanks. Stay sweaty. Absolutely. They've said, so I give Zack Snyder a lot of flack for, you know, the way Man of Steel turned out and all of the movies. But I have to give Zack Snyder all the credit for his vision, what he wanted to do. So if you don't know a little bit behind the scenes, he actually wanted to do all these solo stories before we ever got to Justice Mm. League. He wanted to build up the DCEU the way Marvel built up the MCU, which is a smart move. You can't just jump into a giant team-up film without telling the backstories and letting us know what drives these characters, their motivation and whatnot. I believe, yeah, the next batch of films we see for a while will be all solo films. Because think about it. Aquaman, we just had. Mm-hmm. We're getting Wonder Woman twenty, Wonder Woman 1984. Shazam's about to drop in a couple months. We're going to get Birds of Prey. We're going to get The Batman. Um, we don't know if there's a Green Lantern coming. We don't know. If, we know for a fact now there's no Cyborg movie. And we still don't know the status of the standalone Flash movie. Right. However, we know it's happening. Mm-hmm. So what they'll do is they'll use all these different versions to reestablish the characters, rebuild them up. So when you all of a sudden decide to do a just the Justice League, mm-hmm. instead of calling it Justice League 2, do the Justice League, now you have a, a motive for all of them coming together. Granted, it was established the connection was established in Aquaman Mm -hmm. when Mara told Arthur, but nonetheless, you'll be able to do it with a clean slate. It's going to take years if the fans are willing to stick on board for it. Mm -hmm. It's going to take years, but it can be done. Yeah, I agree, Jay. I think it can be done as well, and I think this is the smart move from uh, DC and WB. Make the the occasional illusion, as you bring up when Mara mentioned uh, to to Aquaman, uh, the events from Justice League, those who mentioned this, you make little illusions. There's, you know, there's apparently a Superman uh, situation or scene with Shazam in uh, the Shazam movie. Mm-hmm. So you make illusions. Does it mean that you are going to completely make a massive tie into the DCEU? No. And you know what? You don't have to. Black Panther barely alluded to the overall MCU yes. and was its own film still able to be consumed and appreciated for just a standalone film. I think that certainly can happen with Shazam. As you mentioned, the possibility of Green Lantern, Birds of Prey, Joker movie movies its own damn movie and then you have the the batman now without ben affleck matt reeves making his own vision here so you do it in the way that people thought dc and wb should have done it from the beginning mm-hmm. which is take your time establish the characters make little allusions to possibly a shared universe Absolutely. and then eventually down the road bring them together i you know people may get upset about the marvel versus dc stuff but look marvel did it this way they established themselves slowly but surely connecting everything connect everything and then you have this possibility of a massive box office for Avengers Endgame, and these studios are about the money. They're about business, making good work, and the money. And so if they see this blueprint step-by-step, laying the ground with all these characters, having people do their unique visions for it, and then 
and eventually tie them in, as Jay said, into an own uh, team up later on down the road. That will also make billions of dollars because people love the DC characters so much. Absolutely. They have a rich history. Mm-hmm. Like, people aren't just going to say, I don't want to see. People love Batman, Superman, yep. Wonder Woman. The cartoons, the DC yeah. animated universe yeah. is phenomenal. Here's another universe we have to think about when you use that same formula. Mm-hmm. What M. Night Shyamalan did with Glass, I don't care how you felt about the film, but he took one movie, Unbreakable, right? Waited almost 10 years later, gave you a sequel you never knew was happening. Right. You never knew. And he'd already built up Mr. Glass and the Overseer. Now you get the Beast. Then you get Glass. You bring all of this together for a great culmination. Granted, it's only three films, but that's how it should be done. And I'm not going to say it's the Marvel method. It's just the smarter method. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. It's just the smarter method. Yeah, and many universes have done that way, way, way back when. So it's it's not like this is only just the Marvel way. It's it's the best way and it works for everybody who watches these kinds of films absolutely there you go all right well thanks everybody for sending in your questions as i said at the top of the show it's always fun to hear and answer these intelligent incisive questions from you all Uh, and i hope you enjoyed watching this episode i also want to thank a very special thank you to jay washington for stopping by man brother thank you for having me seriously i'm always glad when you hit me up thank you man i got so much love for you despite the snowdown stuff (laughs) i got mad love for john roker same 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 and jay where can people find your stuff brother you can find me on twitter and instagram at mr j washington that's m-r-j-a-y you should really know how to spell washington you, sh- you should i swear you should and my youtube channel youtube.com slash j-a-y washington eight zero there you go follow me he's always popping up on stuff so follow jay and hear his thoughts on stuff. it's always fun for me to hear what jay has to say about certain topics you can follow me at the roca says on twitter and on instagram and of course as i said here when you see the call out for questions if you want to send your questions in look for the call out on social media on twitter and on instagram make sure you respond and put that hashtag collider mailbag in there so i can find it a lot quicker or email us uh, if you don't like social media at all you can email us at mailbag at collider.com and i will look through those and find some of the best questions for us to answer for my guests to answer uh on the show all right thanks everybody enjoy the rest of your sunday and have a great rest of your week to we'll see you next saturday for a new edition of collider mailbag we begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. (sighs) Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. This holiday season, it's all about the bedroom. And Casper's Black Friday sale has up to 30% off everything you need to make your bedroom your happy place. Only Casper mattresses are made with 86 supportive gel pods to align your spine and eliminate aches and pains. And Casper bed frames are made from the highest quality materials. Give the gift of a better bedroom. Save up to 30% during Casper's Black Friday sale on now at Casper.com. Terms and conditions apply. See Casper.com slash terms for more details. Else.